Hello, I hope you will forgive this. Um, The episode that you're about to hear was recorded over two weeks ago and I just haven't got to editing it and I'm just very conscious that if I don't put it out soon it's just not going to go out at all. So I'm taking the, I don't know whether it's brave or foolhardy decision to um, pop it up unedited and it's probably not going to have show notes either because I'm just up to my eyes in it. Apologies for that. Um, I'll try and get show notes up as soon as I can after this weekend. All right. Bye. Hello. You're listening to Yarns from the Plane, a podcast for knitters, crocheters, and anyone who loves to play with yarn. Hello and welcome to episode 89 of Yarns from the Plane, Crafty Catch-Up. Well, thank you so much for all the people who got in touch after the last episode. Um, Just to say how nice it was to have one again, thank you, that was really encouraging. I sometimes wonder when we've had these breaks in uh, transmission, whether people will you know, still be around and looking for things. But I should have uh, had a little bit more faith and uh, should have checked over on the Ravelry group as well um, because someone had put a message up there and I hadn't noticed it. I've not been on Ravelry a great deal. Um, but it was just lovely to, to know that there are still some of you there. So welcome back, those of you that have hung in there. And uh, if there are any new listeners, then uh, welcome. And uh, shift up, everyone, and uh, make some space for them. Um it's uh, good to have you here. It's Wednesday the 27th, I think, of August. And it's um, around about half seven at night. So there's a little bit of car noise. I'm in the back garden. Um, I'm refusing to succumb to the British weather, which is desperately trying to um, tell everyone that it's autumn. And uh, I'm still sitting there going, no, it's August. I I will not give in. Um, But I have put a fleece on. So maybe I am giving in a little bit. There's a lot of cloud cover. So it's going to be a warmer night than it has been perhaps the last couple of days. Um, The chickens are out. So if you can hear some scuffling uh, in the background, it's them. They're in a good old dig. Um, I did get them well <laughs> after the last episode when I had let them out for the first time on my own I got two of them back in and then Henny Penny and I played 20 minutes of round and round the mulberry bush around the um, chicken run so that uh, that was a bit problematic and in the end I actually let the other two back out again because it was just obvious that I wasn't going to catch Henny Penny on her own or on my own and uh, and then I actually waited until she sort of wandered in by herself and then very quickly flung the other two in quite quickly um i've realized that subterfuge is the way to go with henny penny sorry there's another plane going overhead um she doesn't like being handled particularly um although she's stopped running now and just sort of gives up and gives in to it gracefully but she she will not make it easy to to let me catch her so uh but there we are so they're um they're all sort of pecking away nicely. We're beginning to find what things they like. Um, I have discovered that, you know, I was looking for that elusive treat that they will go mad for. Sadly, 
it's turned out to be to be baby slugs and maggots um you know why can't it be something easy like raisins or grapes or blueberries not something that requires me having to go and dig stones up or find half rotting caucuses 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 uh, half rotting carcasses of uh, somebody else's cat's kill that's been left in my garden. Uh, but there we are. Um, you know, we, we hope for our best. I've discovered that um, you can feed a chicken elderberries, um, but it unsurprisingly turns into quite runny purple poo. I know you wanted to know that. And today I put in some carrot tops. Um, I harvested some carrots yesterday from the garden and so today um, when I went out this afternoon I popped those in and they've stripped all the leaves on off I noticed when I came back tonight so in about six hours so those seem to have gone down well that seems to have been the best greenery so far they like weeds when I chuck those in but they've not really gone mad for the broccoli other people seem to like other people's chickens seem to like broccoli but mine don't so uh, so there you are that was um, something I forgot to mention last time actually that part of the the some of the spare time that I've had this summer I've actually spent growing vegetables and things in the garden so um, we've got a couple of potato sacks some tomato plants um, a raised bed with carrots and parsnips and some onions and spring onions and broad beans which had self-seeded from last year and haven't really um, produced much of a um a harvest to be honest because of that so I think next time I shall know that it, I won't bother letting them self-seed um, so I need to take the old pods off um, that have started to turn black really um, so there, so that's it it's, <laughs> I feel a little bit like Barbara out of the good life sadly not as sexy but never mind um, so maybe that should become a, a section <laughs> maybe I should have that as a section in my uh, in my podcast from the future um you know, tales from the chicken coop, or uh, tales from the garden, or just the good life. Maybe I should call it that. Anyway, this episode is called Crafty Catch Up, so I thought that's exactly what I would do. Last episode, I mentioned the, the things that I had finished that I had talked about in episode eighty-seven, and today I'm going to talk about all the things that I have actually started. Um, that. Uh, have been started since episode 87 went out so in knitting um i've had two new knitting projects one finished one not one is another revon Tooley shawl um it's also called northern lights it's by Anne m and it's finnish originally um, it's a free pattern on Ravelry. I have made one before, and this one I made as my Commonwealth Games project. So I, I wound the yarn whilst waiting for the bus to go to the first event on the Saturday morning that I was there, which was Rugby Sevens. And I worked on it whilst I was waiting for buses, um, in the hotel, um, underneath the Scott Memorial in Edinburgh, um, at the Rugby at the badminton and a little bit at the athletics on the Monday I do apologise it seems that everybody has decided to drive down our road today which wouldn't be so bad apart from the fact that we were cul-de-sac so do apologise for that um, 
yeah, there were, I didn't knit on it much in the uh, athletics because it was very, um, there was a lot going on to watch, so I didn't really knit much there. Um, and then knitted more on it on the Tuesday when we went to uh, Andy's mum's birthday. It was her 70th birthday. And actually finished it on the Wednesday on the way home. So I think that's the first project I've ever completely knit from start to finish where I've not knit any of it at home. Um, I knit it with the Crafty Koala hand-spun um, merino nylon in neon rainbow that I spun last year and uh, chain-plied to keep the colour. I'd stolen the orange out of it um, a while before to go in my rainbow liesel, but so there's it's a very sudden and abrupt transition between the red and the yellow. Um, but it's uh it's really nice and then i was going to knit something for the um during the winter olympics and uh, as as a rainbow project um and then didn't because i couldn't find it it was in my bedroom and all the time but i'd ha- there was a shirt over it um oh, it was on the door handle of the wardrobe and i'd actually hung a shirt over the the top of it and just not noticed it because i am the kind of person that does hang a shirt on the door knob of the wardrobe if I can't find a hanger and then it stays there for several months I'm so bad aren't I oh, I'm such a shocking housekeeper anyway um I knit that I didn't knit all of the repeats in it but it's a very simple um semicircular shawl that comes out like a starburst or flower petals um I haven't blocked it yet though so I don't really know how well the stripes of color have come out um so I do need to block that that's a job for this week actually um i normally block things in the conservatory now but i've been using that as a bit of an ironing station for the quilting so um once that's done and out of the way then um i need to block that the other thing that i've worked on i actually started earlier than that i started in june and um it's the sheep yoke baby cardigan by jennifer little now it's a simple pattern i i think it may be a free pattern but I'm not entirely sure. Um, but it's a very cute top-down cardigan with, um, unsurprisingly, sheep in the yoke. And there are two sizes, 0 to 6 months and 6 to 12 months. The pattern is exactly the same. The stitch count is exactly the same. You literally change the size of it by changing the size of your needles. So you knit the 0 to 6 months on 35 millimeter and the 6 to 12 months on four millimeter needles unless of course you're me and you pick up the needles that you think are four millimeter needles and you don't check them because you're pretty confident that the traveling woman that you knit on them before is is a four millimeter needle and so you cast on and you knit and you split for the sleeve and you, you do look at it and go you know this does seem very large for a, a, a six to twelve month cardigan yeah, that's because that's a 4.5 millimetre needle, Nick. Yeah. So, this really is going to fit the baby I was knitting it for. It's not going to fit in for a year yet. Um, it does prove a little bit of a problem because I, I've I've knit it all now. Button bands are on everything apart from one sleeve. I'm halfway down the final sleeve. Uh, and then they both need to be seamed because they've been knit straight down from um, the sleeves so they just need to be seamed underneath and put the buttons on all the ends are woven in apart from the sleeves um, 
I just need to sort that out. My worry is I was going to enter it in the show, in the in the same show uh, next month, in the knitted or crocheted baby item. Bloody big baby. That's all I can say. Never mind. I'm still going to put it in because um, I don't win anything in that class anyway. Um, because even when I've tried to do white and four ply because I wanted to do British wool, it wasn't white white. It was sheep white, which is cream really. Uh, so it still didn't win. So I'm not doing the white fine four ply stuff. I'm doing what I like, and what I like is a little top-down cardi with sheep in the yoke. So I've done it in good old Sirdar Snuggly um, DK because I know that the mum that I'm going to knit it for is no way is she going to hand wash a jumper. No way. So, and by the time, literally by the time he wears it now, he's going to be into everything anyway, so it's going to be mucky. So um, you can wash it and you can double dry that, so that's fine. So I've done that, and then the sheep I've actually done in Sirdar Snuggly Snowflake, so they are actually slightly fluffy. So the only thing I need to do when I finish the sleeves is just em- uh, embroider on, or, fr- or Swiss darn on, actually, the faces and the legs. And we're done. And it'll be ace. I love it. So began that in the middle of June. Um, I'm just not really knitting very much at the moment, but I have gone back to knit group, so hopefully I'll um, finish it up there. Haven't done any more on the kaleidoscope, um, other than what I mentioned, that I finished up the March... Inst- uh, installment of the pattern in at the end of June at Woolfest and haven't done any more since spinning right since I la- saw you last I have um, spun um, the best part of 900 grams of um, a humbug blue face Leicester that I bought I think I bought it at Scottish Fibres nearly two years ago. Now, I could have sworn I'd bought ten little bumps of these, but I could only find nine. So maybe I didn't, or maybe I didn't, I've just lost one. And when I actually sort out the the storage of all the fleece and fluff and everything else, I'll find it. Um, but I spun it up as a, you know, if, if memory serves... I'm fairly sure I spun it as a three-ply. So I spun it up um, and then plied it as a three-ply. I have got a bit of variety in yardage um, across some of them, um, yards per gram and yards per pound. Um, You know, in one skein I've got um, as high as uh, 0.87 of a yard per gram uh, and in another skein I've got as low as 0.597 yards per gram but you know it, it'll come out in the wash um, I've got 642 yards which means that it's a fatter well not necessarily a fatter yarn than I was hoping um, I haven't actually checked wraps per inch um, which I ought to I've not got it written down I, I've entered each skein in and all the information for it um, in terms of its weight and its yardage on um, a Google Docs spreadsheet, but I've not actually done the wraps per inch of each um, skein, which I should have done. I, I, I was originally thinking that I was going to um, perhaps do an owl's jumper out of it, maybe, but I don't think there's enough there for an owl's. But I did find a, a couple of nice top-down 
short sleeve cardigans that I might do. Um, something very simple. It's not as um, mild a yarn, resultant yarn, as I was expecting it might be. Um, but it's very nice and it is, it's squishy and it's blue face letter, so it's gorgeous. So um, that's that. So hopefully it's a sweater's worth. I think it's a sort of a chunky weight. Then um, in, oh, might have been May. I think it was May. It was around the time that I was setting up the garden because I bought water butts. Um, so maybe it was earlier than that, actually. I prepared um, a whole badger face um, fleece, um, badger face Welsh fleece that I bought from um, a distant cousin's husband. She's my second cousin. Uh, our parents are, well, my mum is her dad's cousin. Um, and her husband's got a hobby flock of um, torthy. Now, he's got Torthy and he's got Tor Wen, and I can never remember which way around is, is which, but one is a, a light sheep with a dark stripe down their um, chest and belly, and the other is a dark sheep with a light um, down its chest and belly. I have to say, looking at the fleece, they sent me one fleece, um, and it was definitely fleece-shaped. Um, I'll, If I remember, I'll put a picture up in the show notes. Um it was hard to tell which whether it was a Torwen or a Torthy. Um, I th- I've got it down as a Torthy in my Google Docs. So I've prepped the whole lot. Um, got quite a lot out of it. I think I've got something... I'm sure I've got something approaching... Um, approaching a kilo and a half, if not two kilos of, of yarn out of it. I, I might be making that up because it's a while... Um, I've broadly sorted it out into um, a darker grey and a lighter grey sort of whitey bit. Uh, I've carded some on a drum kyler and I'm working through the darker grey at the moment, or at least I was. I haven't spun anything since June. Do you know there's a bit of a theme here, isn't there? Um, and I'm spinning a three-ply. The aim is um, to spin enough for a Darabi. But um, which is a, a free pattern from um, Nitty a couple of years ago. I'll put a link in the show notes. But I've not spun in over two months, so I'm hoping I can match those first two skeins um, when I ply off. Um, you know, just you know when you just go these wonderful plans. They're they're great, Nick, if you actually follow through. But stopping spinning halfway through is never a grand idea never a grand idea i'm spinning it on the joy and what i'm doing is i'm spinning the singles onto normal ashford traditional bobbins and then plying them onto the joy bobbins because they're that much bigger um so it's it's working quite well i've got about something like about 12 or 14 bobbins in the ashford traditional so i can spin quite a lot up um but obviously not enough to spin the whole sweater's worth I, I've bagged them into bags of approximately sort of 70-ish, 60 to 70-ish grams, um, about two ounces or a bit more in each little bag. Um, but and, and then I've sort of spun, um, carded them into big sort of bats, well, big-ish, not very big bats really, but I've carded them into bats um, and then just pull off strips. <sighs> I, I wanted to try and do a proper... Um, oh, I can never remember what it is. Um, the proper long draw method, but I, I just didn't. So they are kind of a. It's it's more a. 
um, more my traditional style of, of I can't remember what the name of it is, more my traditional style of, of spinning where I'm spinning the fibres um, in parallel with the direction in the combing rather than perpendicular, um, which is what you do in a long draw from your Rolex. So we'll we'll see. It's you know it's got plans to be something, but it is taking up a largest chunk of the conservatory. So I think Andy would like it out of the way. Um, what else have I done? Right, in May's meeting we had lots of little mini workshops at the guild, and one of the guild members taught us how to needle felt sheep. So I needle felted a very cute little sheep that I was aiming to make look like a particular breed. So. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take a little photo of it, um, put it in the show notes and then see if anyone can guess which breed it is. And uh, we'll, you know, see, we can have a bit of fun with that. Um, you know, if you can guess which breed it is, then I have obviously succeeded. Um, that's going into the tame show as well. That's going in as the um, felted item. Uh, and that's it, really. The main thing since July is mainly working on trying to get the, the quilt finished. Um, at the beginning of July, I don't think I even had all the um, the the blocks together or at the beginning of June. So I finished all the, the blocks and then I've been working on basically assembling them. So what I have now got is all 16 blocks are framed um, with black cotton, a thin black cotton. They are sashed with a cream. They are quilted and on the backing and they are now all assembled. So all 16 are now assembled. So the front, I've got the whole of the back of the quilt um, assembled, hand sewn on the back because I've quilted them as I go. The whole of the front main centre panel is done. And now what I need to do is sew the final strips on around the outside of the border and quilt um, the final border. So... The end is in sight. Um, when I've when I've done all that, then I just need to put a binding on it, and it's done. I um, put my um, entry form in for the tame show um, this week. I did put a little um, asterisk by the bit of item of patchwork and tried to give them fair warning that it's going to be large. Um, it's going to be at least six foot by six foot, but I think actually it's not. It's going to be over just a, a fraction over seven foot by seven foot. Um, it takes up the whole of the sitting room floor and um, I uh, that's probably the whole of the table in the same show so eek, but never mind so there has been lots of crafting going on um, it's just not necessarily much fibery stuff in the last um, three months really. well two months um, since the end of June bit of knitting on a a baby cardigan and um and the the Reverend Tuli. So that's it for the crafty catch up pretty much. Um I'm trying to think, you know, somewhere in the back of my head I seem to remember that this podcast used to have mm features, little structures. One of them was something I really like and actually it is it, I'm, I'm going to, I've talked about this a little bit already, but it is actually um, growing your own and eating your own food. Last week I had a meal that had, with the exception of the salt and the pepper, 
zero food miles because it had come from my garden. I had a frittata with, uh, made from my chicken's eggs and uh, potatoes I'd grown myself, tomato I'd grown myself, green beans um, I'd grown from seed and uh, onions I'd grown from seed and it was absolutely delightful. I have never really done it before. I have grown, I've, I've had broad beans last year but that was it really. Um, but to actually have all of these things in my garden, I'm just really sort of blown away by it. And it's been very ad hoc this year and we really were too late planting a lot of things because we didn't really start until um, May. But I really do intend to sort of put more raised beds in. Um, and we pulled a whole load of carrots last night and had them with our tea and it was absolutely um wonderful really really nice so my something i really like this year uh, this episode is the fact that i have grown um some of my own food and it's been really cool upcoming events um i was contacted way back in may um of uh, by gardening witch to talk about festival um and she told me all about it and i said i would put something in the podcast and i realized last week that i didn't do it so in the upcoming events section i'm going to include an early warning for festival which is taking place on sunday november the 2nd at the north hertfordshire college in hitchin in hertfordshire it's the first yarn and wool fair event for festival and as well as exhibitors and demonstrations, there will be a fashion show by the college student, uh, students. Refreshments will be available throughout the day. Um, exhibitors can, it said, now this is dated from May, so we may well have missed the close date here. Exhibitors can apply online now at the website www.festiwool.com. That's F-E-S-T-I-W-O-O-L. Further details and tickets will be available nearer the time. And uh, Jane, otherwise known as Gardening Witch, did ask if I thought it was appropriate if I could give a shout out. Well, I do think it's appropriate and I'm terribly sorry that it's taken me over three months to give you a shout out. But I really hope that it uh, comes to something really good. What else have we got coming up? Well, before then, um, on the 18th and 19th of October, we've got Bakewell Wool Gathering. And on the Saturday, um, Saturday the 18th, it's the Cheshire Guild of Weavers, Spinners and Dyers Friendship Day. So if you are in the area, or even if you aren't, um, and would like to come to that but can't get to Bakewell, then we would love to have you there. It's a small fee, which I can't remember off the top of my head, for visitors. Um, and we operate a bring and share lunch. So you bring a plate full of food that can um, go on a central table that everyone then helps themselves to. We it, It's a day for sitting and spinning or weaving. Or if you don't spin or weave, um, feel free to bring along um, your knitting or your crochet. We would love to see you. Um, it's a very small uh, amount, £253 I think it is, I'll, I'll get it sorted for you. We've got Scottish Fibres um, who have spinning wheels for sale and um, fibres and books, big um, bookshop 
um, and lots of things um, to for sale. We've got Crafts for the dun- from the Dungeon, which is B with a whole range of glass ornaments, glass trinkets, um, kits. She sells um, kits to, to make things. Now, whether she'll have them for sale um, there, because she obviously won't necessarily be putting things directly in competition with the uh, Scottish Fibres, but I'm fairly sure she'll have some of her um, knitting kits or um, possibly her spinning kits for sale. She started doing a wonderful um, line of waistcoats and shrugs based on her sari weaving, which are just amazing. Not the kind of thing I, I can make, but they're just absolutely stunning. And um, she did have, which is adorable. Uh, I saw them today. She makes these wonderful things called wibbles, which are curves of glass that stand up and um, you can put night lights behind them. And I have one um, with a Christmas scene, a nativity scene on. So I put a little light behind it so it looks like the, the Christmas star. She's made one inspired by my chickens. Um, they're just they've got three chickens on and they're just amazing so I did get one uh, I love it it's just it's it's fabulous she was um, just a wonderful um, they're, they're, she's just so creative it's just lovely to see her so I have a wibble which is lovely it's just you know thank you very much B. <laughs> you're, you're just a star you're just an absolute star um, and we also have um, the wonderful Nanonko coming from uh, they have an Etsy shop um, and they sell the most amazing um, hand dyed bats and fibres um, and they have these things called bat droppings which are their crazy bats um, from a variety of different um, leftover bits and they are just the most amazing thing going so um, there's a little bit of a plug for the Cheshire um, Guild of Weavers, Spinners and Dyers um, Open Day, our Friendship Day you do not have to be a member of an, uh, a visiting guild to come it would be lovely to see you um, just you know, come and say hello uh, and then obviously at the end of September we have Yarndale um, which is you know, the second year running so hopefully there's a few things sorted out um, a few bits and bobs and problems with the parking I think they're they're sorted um and this um not this weekend coming but the following weekend there is um the British Wool Weekend at Harrogate I think although I don't have any details but I will put details of that in the show notes so there's quite a few things coming through um through the autumn lots of social bits and bobs if you're going for the social lots of opportunities to buy things if you're going to buy things and uh, you know I'll be there at a few of them so if you see spot me or hear me please do come and say hello so thank you for listening and until next time take care bye bye you've been listening to Yarns from the Plain episodes and show notes can be found at yarnsfromtheplain.podbean.com Comments can be left there or at yarnsfromtheplain.blogspot.com or you can message me on Ravelry where I'm Tales from the Plain. You can email me at yarnsfromtheplain at googlemail.com and you can also find me at Twitter where I tweet as Tales from Plain. Go on, make yourself heard. <laughs>